have mercy. Look at how the time goes. Welcome everybody to this episode of the John. Uh, the, what you know? What am I doing, people? <laughs> Welcome to this episode of the Coming Home Podcast with John Allen. That's what we're. That's where we are. That's what we're doing. That's the Coming, the coming Home <laughs> Podcast with John Allen, and helping me out today. And as you guys can hear, I need the help. Is my good friend. Uh, and previous guest on the coming home pod, uh, coming home podcast with John <laughs> Allen. I need to change the name of this thing. Anyway, anyway, Tiffany Troutman, everybody. Well, hey, everybody, how y'all do? I'm struggling. I am struggling today. You, you know, it's a, it's it's a Sunday, man. It's a Sunday. It's a Sunday. So here we it's are. We're on. Uh, we're on a video chat. Um, yeah, I don't know. How are you dealing with these days? With the you're not really all that isolated because you're out actively working and whatnot. I don't know. How are you feeling this? You know, I'm in a, an essential employee, I guess you can say. Uh, I work at a grocery store, you know, um, and this grocery store job that I have was actually just a side job uh, besides my normal job, which I was working at a, a startup company. Yeah. But I, I was only working there uh, as a contract. So uh, my contract ended March 1st. Right. Right, right. I when, remember when that. Yeah. started hitting. And then, uh, and then the hiring processes froze. So uh, the grocery store that I worked at, you know, I only worked every other Saturday. Yeah. So the 10% job, uh, I'm not surviving. You know what I mean? It's, 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 it's a hard time right now for, for anybody that's a student because I'm a student, right? Yeah, yeah. So student, because I'm a student, I don't get any of that assistance that, uh, that help from the government. Yeah. Uh, they say that's what loan cost is for, for people that don't know what loan cost is. It's just the, the, the student loans and, um, the government solution for students like me is just to allow us to take out an extra loan. Right. So our solution is to go even further into debt, you know, <laughs> that's not a solution. It's, it's been hard. It's been hard. You know, and a lot of people, you know, you, you're just as I am, you're an expat. You're originally from Florida. And so you hear people have this preconceived notion about the S word, socialism, <laughs> Uh, yeah. uh, and some people use that as a dirty word almost, but there is a common conception that everything is free in Norway and everyone is taken care of it, 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 you know, yes, but with moderation, people are taken good care of here, but you yeah. are one of the people because of your student status who is kind of slipping through the crack and you're not really getting that support. I get no assistance whatsoever. It's, and it's, it's scary. It's, it's it's terrifying, but and and uh, and and then I have a, a girlfriend who I consider a sister, Jennifer. She's uh, you know the webmaster that helped you. So shout out to Jennifer Strand. I love that woman. Hello, Jennifer Strand. <laughs> you know we so hard. We have to get her on that uh, Loyal Oak Artists uh, page on my website. She definitely needs. She to deserves to be on there. She talented does a great woman. Job. Yeah, she is. But the problem is, is that she's self-employed. Right. And so, so people who are self-employed also do not get help uh, from the government. And she's got four kids. Wow. Yeah. So uh, both of us have been struggling, but we, we've become a family. Uh, I consider her my sister. I mean, like a. a wow. Product. Beautiful. Yeah. And so we've been helping each other. And because I'm already in the grocery store, uh, then she doesn't have to go. I do with the shopping for both of us kind of thing, you know, okay. so that there's less of us that can get 
this Rona, you know, or whatever. So, uh, but I've been helping her out and we've been finding some, there, there are some charities out there. Uh, so I do want to give a shout out to Alarm. Uh, Alarm is, a, 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 I don't know, it's like an organization. Um, they usually help uh, drug addicts. Okay. Uh, their feet and, and they feed them and um, I'm not a drug addict but uh, I did call them and told told them my situation and they've been so helpful every week every Wednesday they've given me and Jennifer bags of food I mean just a wonderful wonderful organization and um, there's another organization here in Portland called Henry's Hus, and they also every Saturday give out food to students uh, who are struggling they so okay. so understand that students are struggling because we're getting zero help at all. So it's really scary. So where the government isn't pulling up the slack, there are private, semi-private organizations that are there. I think that's important to say uh, and and Mm -hmm. get out there for listeners, whether you're in Norway, whether you're in the United States, whether you're in England, I have listeners in different places, but no matter where you are, if the government isn't doing what you feel they should be doing to support you, there are both groups and individuals out there who are willing to help people. You know, you, you, you're one of those individuals yourself, even in, in the midst of what you're struggling with, you're out there, you know, you're helping uh, with, with daycare, you know, watching other people's kids and whatnot. Yeah. I mean, um, we, we got to come together during this sure. time. We got to come together. It's, it's a terrifying time for some of us uh, and a horrifying time for others. I also read in the, in the local newspaper, John, that um, uh, here in Porsche anyway, the Porsche police said that violence in the home yes. has 31% has raised 31%. People are, are stuck in abusive relationships uh, and now they're stuck together and they don't have that refuge of going to work or having exactly work. So, I mean, these are scary times for everybody. It, it really is. Exactly. It's, it's, um, yeah, yeah. As you say, you know, pick, picture a, a husband who beats his wife, and the only peace she gets is those eight, ten, twelve hours where she's away at work, and right. now she's stuck at home with that ass. Yeah, right. Yeah. And just imagine, like already, you know, people who are in good relationships, they they love each other. You know, uh, they're annoyed by each other because you know, goddamn it, you know. You love- <laughs> Or, or, you know, she, I mean, Andrew, even I woke Andrew up, my boyfriend, my loving boyfriend. Hey, Andrew, <laughs> I woke him up because I'm clanging dishes and washing dishes and stuff. You're going to annoy each other already. But if you're in a, that abusive relationship, oh. I can't imagine. I can't imagine. I'm so lucky that I got a good man. You know, Snoop, Snoop is in the other room. <laughs> you know, it's, it's tax season here in Norway. So she's in the other room screaming at her computer screen. She, uh, <laughs> She hates numbers. She hates all that kind of stuff. So she's in there doing her, I'm going to do my taxes tomorrow, but uh, I'm kind of laughing at her. So the, the computer screen is, is, is helping me out, uh, keeping the domestic violence <laughs> low in this house. <laughs> oh, I love that woman. Give her a hug for me. I, give her a social distance hug for me. She told me to tell you hi. She just loves you to death as well. <laughs> She's an amazing woman. <laughs> I remember I used to you used to post these pictures on Facebook and would crack <laughs> up. The one that made me laugh the hardest was that you were inside baking something and she was outside fixing the car. <laughs> <laughs> and that really happened. Yes. Um, but you know what? Actually, I, I, if I remember correctly, I was right in the middle of a very intense bout with pneumonia. 
Oh, no. so I was in, so I was inside, but she, so she, <laughs> and it just fit. I saw the humor in that. She was out there humor. bent over wearing these workman's clothes and gloves <laughs> and all that and jacking up the car and putting on tires and all that stuff. So I just snipped a picture and said, yep, here's my wife doing what she does. I'm inside baking uh, pink cupcakes. <laughs> Is that what it was? <laughs> that's what it was. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I know, that's that's what I, I really love about your relationship is that you know that you guys will lift each other up when the other is not doing well or whatever. Yeah. You guys have a great relationship. I love that woman. I I am a very fortunate man. I tell you, she um wow. As a matter of fact, tomorrow, tomorrow is our nineteen year anniversary. Shut up. Yeah. We've been together for twenty one years, made for nineteen. Wow, John, congratulations. Uh, you two are still like very much in love. I can see it. I can see it. Absolutely. I, you know, I, I don't know the reason for that. I think it, well, the reason is we just chose correctly and we right. are, we have good communication. You know, we can talk through any issues that come up before, before, you know, an issue is an issue, but a problem, a problem. is an issue that you weren't able to handle. So we handle mm -hmm. our issues before they become a problem. You know, me, me and Andrew do the same thing. We do exactly the same thing. I, I come and tell him, you know, I, I'm struggling with this or I'm, you know, I have, I have, uh, I have uh, you know, mental illness. I, I have PTSD and CPTSD. So I, I get anxiety attacks. I get uh, rage attacks for no reason, but I don't rage at him. I just internalized, rage. internalized. I go outside and I have to scream. I scream at the trees. Yeah. <laughs> Those poor trees. So, but I told him about it and I, oh, I'm open with it. I, I, I understand that it's my issue. I have an issue. Uh, and, and he accepts that because he appreciates my openness. So when you can, when you have a good partner that you can talk about the hard shit, you know, yeah. shit and talk about what's going on in your head, talk about it first before it becomes a problem. There you go. You know, everybody's going to have issues, but clear up those issues before it becomes a problem. Mm -hmm. Can I, can I ask you your, your, um, PTSD, does that originate from your experience when you were in the army, when your, when your vehicle got blown up? Is that where it started? That's, that's where it started. So, uh, that, that, so there's a difference between PTSD and CPTSD. Tell us about and that. I have both. All right. PTSD is when a single incident happens and then that affects you in, in, in extraordinary ways. So it can be a single major trauma, which is what happened in the army. You know, my vehicle got blown up. Uh, I, I, the vehicle got blown up and I remember seeing um, one of my brothers, uh, he was kind of in pieces, yes. uh, literally in pieces. And he was telling me, you know, shoot me because he was in so much pain he wanted to but I, I was stuck and I couldn't reach my gun to shoot him but I wanted to shoot him because I knew that you know his arm was laying way over there and stuff so that kind of stuff will will affect you in a major way so I have nightmares uh, I could dream about it all the time um, I remember this old man telling me uh, we were trading war stories yeah. and he in World War II he was an old you know old man and he says uh, you know it happened he said something like it happened uh, 60 years ago and also yesterday. You That's know? well, very well put. Very well yeah, put. Yeah. And also yesterday. And I'm like, that was a brilliant thing to say. But then CPTSD, that's complex C, uh, PTSD. And that's from prolonged uh, abuse or whatever. Over and time. I, 
over time and it's constant, you know, it's constant abuse or whatever. And I was very abused as a child uh, throughout my whole childhood, beaten and all that stuff. And so uh, that triggers a chemical in your brain, the fight or flight situation. And when that is triggered all the time, uh, then you're constantly looking for it. So I'm hypervigilant. I'm vigilant to everything. I'm hypervigilant to uh, people treating me badly. I'm hypervigilant to sounds. I'm hypervigilant to everything. So another always- way for another way to say hypervigilant would be hypersensitive, correct? And that you uh, and that you might in that you may have a stronger reaction to that stimulus. Yeah, yes. I, I have a stronger action, reaction to the stimulus. I, I kind of seek it. And I I see it coming. You know, I I got my. Uh, my radar is always on for it. So, and it never stops. So it's tiring. It's tiring. It's exhausting. It is. And I'm working through it, you know, and I understand what it is, what my problem is. Uh, and, uh, that's why me and Andrew have such a great relationship because I, I tell him, I know I'm being hypervigilant right now. I open up. I don't, he, he never says you're being a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> he, says that. he never says that. I tell him first, I'm being a bitch. I'm sorry. You know, I, I'm being a bitch. I'm, I'm, I'm having reaction right now. And I think it's, it's important that if you do have a mental illness, that you share it and, and be open about it and own it. own it. I would love to meet your man. I mean, he's, he, in my opinion, he has one of the best women that I know in my life. So he must be a good guy. And I mean that I just think you're awesome. So he must be a good guy. <laughs> He's such an amazing man. He is. I, I'm so head over heels over him. Well, so that, that, that communication, that communication thing is so important. And I think that is the key to my success with Snoopy. Um, <laughs> for my listeners, I, I never use my wife's real name. I call her Snoopy. <laughs> uh, so, but, but that is, I think that's the key to our success as a married couple is that communication thing. Now I'll, I'll tease her up and down and because how do I say this? There's a certain, she's a very dynamic woman, but it's so doggone attractive. I think she's crazy. She's weird. She has some (laughs) strange ideas, but that's part of the attraction. And within all of that is a strong thread of communication. That's optimal. You you have to have that if you're going to make it. Absolutely. I am a hundred percent in agreement with you on that. That's amazing. And that's why, that's why being stuck, stuck, being here at home with her more than normal is no stress on our relationship whatsoever. Quite the opposite. We're enjoying it. At least I am. If she's not enjoying it, she's hiding it. Well, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and actually uh, this whole stay at home place uh, with having my kids home and homes or the kids home and homeschooling, I can't say my kids. I, I got, well, they're technically my kids. I got one son. I got my sweet Liam. Yeah. I also have Jen's four kids who I consider my kids too. And then um, she's got two twins that are in the same class as Liam. So they are all doing their homeschooling thing on the seesaw and the Zoom together. So we would trade days. Like, you know, she would homeschool one day. I'd homeschool another day. Yeah. This has been amazing. I mean, it, being involved involved truly involved in their learning process it's bonded us together closely i mean it's it's been amazing time with my kid and i'm sad to see him go back to school on monday tomorrow you know this kind of what we're talking about now about rising up and seeing the challenge and turning that into an opportunity for growth if you remember i had a blog post about that that very subject Uh, you are you're doing that i mean there's some challenges here you know okay things are crazy uh, things can be overwhelming and they are crazy mm. and they are overwhelming, but up in all of that, here you are cementing your relationship with your son 
even more oh, so man. than before. Even more so, yeah. It's it's this beautiful thing. I mean, and then now I know about his learning, and then he knows that mom is good at math. So he's he's been he's seeing my strengths, and I'm seeing his strengths, and all that I, stuff. So. I I definitely feel more involved in my kids' uh, schoolwork. Absolutely, you know, they're doing all this online stuff, and 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 uh, shout out to their teachers in their schools. They're doing a fantastic job, and then to oh, yeah. to be available to follow that up, you know, to look over their shoulder and see what they're doing to answer their questions as they come up. And then there's also the challenge of activating them because instead of having that school day that goes until two or two 30, now they're getting done at maybe 12, one o'clock in the afternoon. So what are we going to do with the rest of their time? So that's been oh. a very interesting thing an interesting well, new development. Well, with, with us, I mean, like, because uh, the, the kids, our kids are in second grade. And so uh, we've been uh, been really good about breaking up the day. It's very important to break up the day. So we have a routine that uh, when the kids come over, we start their Zoom thing with their teacher, and then we take a break. We have a snack. They go outside and play for a half hour. Then they come back in. We do one task. They have another snack, go outside and play for another half hour. There so you if, go the day um you will go until three and or or two or three and that's what we've been doing yep. and it's been working really really well and they've been having fun doing it now snoop is uh snoopy is like a little mountain goat she loves climbing up in the hills and up in the mountains here in the nature and stuff and uh what she's doing has been taking them out um i don't know four five days a week on rather long rough it's not really like a cozy trip in the woods it's actually almost like a training cycle. She pushes them so that they get that fresh air. They get exercise, yeah, they get exercise <laughs> and they also get a new, um, a new facet of family life and that they're out with their mother doing these things. So, uh, yeah. yeah. So she gets to bond with them too. And yeah, then she absolutely. Goes, she's showing them the things that she loves to do. I've been teaching my kid how to draw cause you know, I paint and stuff like that. So, uh, it's, it's, it's been really good, especially with like a, you know, you know, I'm an artist. Oh, absolutely. So when they, when they have their art class, you know, like on on Mondays, they have their art class. I mean, it's been nice to share my love with my child, you know, and, and because he knows that mama paints, but he's never seen me paint. Yeah. Mama does these things, but he doesn't see me do with them. I see. Usually doing during school time. And he's like, wow, you're really good, mom. You're teaching me about colors, cool colors and warm colors and all that stuff. been really interested in it and that really has bonded us together too i tell you for all you cool cats that are listening this woman tiffany troutman is a fantastic artist if you guys go on uh john and then go on the page on my website called loyal oak artists you guys can check out tiffany's artwork there's some uh, photographs of some of the drawings and paintings that she's done it's it you are just incredible when you paint it looks like reality. It doesn't look like a painting. It looks like the actual image. Yeah, well, because I do realism. I do realism. It's I quite would, real. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of people that think it's a photograph, and yeah. I'm like, it's a photograph. But you know, I do realism. But the problem is, is that there people in Europe are not really into realism, or m- most people are not into realism. They like the weird dolly kind of abstract you know melting clocks weirdness splash the paint on there and then those sell for like amazing amounts of money you ever think about trying that style i don't know it's it feels like a bastardization of of my work because like well 
you know, why am I just going to splash some paint on there and ask people for 18,000 bucks? You know, it feels like it's, 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 I'm not giving my all to that. I hear you. My all, you know, I want to show that I can do this stuff. So I guess I could, but then I, I feel like I'm cheating. I hear it. That would be like me as a musician. If I knew, for example, that if I change my music style from what I do to punk, new wave punk, and I know I would be able to make more money, but it wouldn't be me. It wouldn't be my art. It's, exactly. And so I don't think I'll be able to, to, cause you have to put your love into it, your heart. I know you put your heart into it, you know, and, and your soul has to come out in your work and my soul wouldn't come out in the work if I just splashed some paint on there or I, I don't know. It just, it doesn't feel me yeah. and I sell something that's not me. Totally so, understand. Absolutely. Yeah. But let's talk a little bit about your loyal artist page. Let's, let's, let's give a good shout out. Cause I think this is a brilliant thing that we're doing here or you're doing actually, uh, but in cooperation with you, this is, this is and, you as well. Yeah. Yeah. But this is your page, but I think it's, it was a good idea to uh, like, if there's any artists out there, any other ones. I mean, we're talking about, uh, it doesn't have to be paint. It can be music. It could be anything. If there's any graphic other design, graphic design, like, you know, like Russell does or, or whatever, if there's, or Ellen or, you know, all these people need uh, a leg up and what you're doing on that website to kind of give us a little collaboration and come together and get to know each other. But you're showing our work and then we, maybe later on we can work together and, and make something happen, make something really beautiful happen. Because I know right here, like um, if you want to have an exhibition uh, for your work, which everybody tells me, you've got to have an exhibition, Tiffany. But then you've got to rent the locale. You got I, I got I don't have, you know, 12,000 kroner to rent a location uh, and, and I don't know that many people but if we come together and we share the cost of putting it out then maybe something beautiful can happen maybe some of us can be lifted up because the term starving artist is a real goddamn thing <laughs> absolutely it is the whole the whole idea behind uh the loyal oak artists uh, section of my website was exactly what you said to, to to make it into something where different kinds of artists can gather their work so that it can be displayed. Let's call it a digital gallery, if you will, yeah. uh, because it does cost a lot of money and you have to have connections in order to have uh, your art displayed at a gallery. And exactly. as a musician, you have to have a lot of money and you have to have connections to get a good booking on a good stage to perform right. music. So uh, I'm trying to find a way to bypass all of that, you know, kind of give the finger to that establishment. Okay, you guys don't want to help us. You don't want to see our work or hear our work. Let's just put it here. And maybe that will attract, I don't know, sponsors, Maybe they'll right. see this combination of a fantastic artist like yourself, a decent music hack like myself, a good <laughs> graphic designer, and maybe a sponsor will all of a sudden say, hey, I'd like to display you guys' stuff and I'll sponsor 10, I don't know, you know, $2,000 or whatever, you know, whatever to make that happen. That's right. my, that is my hope that I'm, I, can, I can erect a platform yeah. where people like us can display our work. And I like that you said uh, an establishment uh, because there is an establishment. You yes. have to, I don't know, you already have to have a shit ton of money or you have to know the right people. And uh, when you have art that is your work, they, they judge it in a different way. So if you're not already known or not already famous or not connected, you have to be connected, then, then you get shunned. You get shunned. 
And I think it's it's stupid. So we let's bypass that. Let's bypass that shit. And let's and make our own platform. Let's make our own platform. We'll go our own path, John. We're gonna do. You know, if it was, I, I have a vision where it would be you as an artist, maybe one more artist, um, and, and I do some sort of musical contribution, and we can pool our resources and then do something big on a, instead of just on a digital stage, like on my website, that we're right. able to get sponsorship or maybe dig the money out of our own pockets and, and, and do some sort of a gallery display somewhere. I, I say we do it out of our own pockets. Uh, we got so much talent. We got Russell who does great graphic design and Ellen who does great graphic design. We got Jen who makes websites, you know, all this stuff. We got the people to do it. If we come together, yeah. you can get the graphic artists to make the uh, advertisement for it. And then we put all our names on it splash all our names on it so that we all get the credit for it. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. And, and so, and then uh, to all your listeners out there, if you're an artist, if you're a musician, if you do web design, uh, you know, UX, uh, painting, anything that you do, holler at John and let's do that on his website. Let's get together. Let's, let's make something beautiful happen together. That's what I want to do, you know, and, and, um, as much as there is, for me to gain from that, there's just as much for the artists who want to be in on it to gain as well. Exactly. It is a mutual uplifting of each other's art. So they just have to go in on John Allen pod. That's J O H N A L A N P O D.com. Go in there. And in the menu, you'll see the contact form. Uh, click on that and drop me a message. Who are you? What are you doing? How do you want to be involved? Uh, it can be as simple as you just want your work displayed on that page. I'll do that. I'm not asking for any money from that. No, but we do it. Exactly. It's, but a, it's a love. It's a, <laughs> there you go. It's a love. And then above and beyond that, you know, if you have any ideas on how this thing can be pushed out there for more people to be aware of, you know, drop me a message. Talk to me. Tell me what's going on. Let's do this. Let's yeah. do this like a nudist Buddhist, baby. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> you got you got your you got your little sayings, don't you? I do. <laughs> oh Lord. Oh. Yeah, that's a great idea. That's a beautiful idea, I think. It's it's something that I've always had in the back of my mind for quite some time actually. Um, you know, Loyal Oak Loyal Oak is a is a part of the old rural town where I grew up. I grew up in a place called Norton, Ohio. And there was this area in Norton called Loyal Oak. And ever, uh. and ever since I was a kid, I always thought that would be such a cool name for a band. So after I came here to Norway and started in music, the guys that I was working with, I called them Loyal Oak. We were, I was wondering where that name came from. It, I like it's, it. Yeah, it comes from a part of my old town in Ohio. It's called Loyal Oak. Mm -hmm. And then that whole image of an oak tree, the branches, you know, the tree, you know, you are a branch on the Loyal Oak tree, you know. Aww. Russell is a branch on the Loyal Oak tree. Miss Ellen, shout out to Miss Ellen, who did some the graphic design, design for my logo. She's a branch on the Loyal Oak tree. Anybody that I work with, in an artistic way is a branch on the Loyal Oak tree. The that band, the band Loyal Oak, you know, it started out with a set group of guys, but since then I've played with other guys, but right. they are Loyal Oak. It's John Reese and Loyal Oak. That's beautiful. So, so it's, um, that, that's the whole concept that it's going to just be br different branches, but they all feed back into the same root system, if you will. Oh man. I love, now I love the name. There now you I go. Like 
I liked it before, but now I love it. There you go. <laughs> now I learned all about it. <laughs> that's beautiful, man. That's the that's the concept that I have behind it. Um, you know, and all this stuff is really what I've had a website now for what only a couple of months, couple of three months. So everything is still in its developmental stage. So I'm still reaching out to people who who can help me out as far as the design and. You know, you do all that witchcraft with search engine optimization. Yeah. I don't understand that stuff. <laughs> I got you on the search engine stuff, baby. I got I tell you. you, it's like it's like if a caveman were to go from lighting a fire to being given a big lighter. <laughs> that big lighter would be just a total foreign concept. He would probably think it was some kind of weird witchcraft. Well, that's how I am with all this this digital internet stuff. I just don't understand. But, it see, that, but that's, that's why we got to come together. There you go. There's, there's things that, you know, people have their strengths and if we put our strengths together, we can make an amazing team, amazing family, amazing tree, you know, it will be the most beautiful thing ever. I think that's what I, I'm looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we got to come together in these, especially in these times, we got to come together and, and uh, lift each other up. You have this uh, running group, the Hashers, as they yes. call it. What's that all about? Talk. Okay. <laughs> now, the, the <laughs> name, now, the name Hashers, is that any kind of a marijuana reference? Everybody thinks that. Everybody thinks that. We're Hashers, and they're like, oh, you guys get stoned. But no, we get drunk. So that's different. <laughs> uh, it's, it, they're called the Hash House Harriers. Okay. And the name comes from, uh, it, it started back in the 30s. Uh, this this running group. It was a bunch of British expats who were in Malaysia. In uh, so they were there together, and they made a plan to because uh, they would get drunk through, during the weekend, and so on Mondays they would go for a run to run off the hangover. I see. And the reason why they called it the Hash House Harriers is because they would always meet at this breakfast restaurant uh, that they said they served hash. It was the Hash House. That was the name of the restaurant. I think it was the name of the restaurant. I'm yeah. wrong. But it, they called it the Hash House. And so they would meet together. And what they do is it's a, it's an old British game that was called like the Fox and the Hares or something like that. I can't remember exactly what that's about. But it's a game where you send a couple of runners out first and they lay a trail. And the way they lay the trail, they either use flour or sawdust or something, you know, natural that can, can, um, melt away, you know, so we don't want to ruin the environment. So they run out first 20 minutes before us and they'll go lay this trail and we have to quote unquote, find them. Uh, and they, they mark the trails. Uh, sometimes they give you a false trail, like Ah. say go away. And then sneaky sons of guns. Yeah. Yeah. So they'll send you the wrong way sometimes. And so there's different markings, uh, a circle, if they put something in a circle, that means you have to stop and check around and see where the rest of the trail goes. So it's a really fun group uh, to get exercise. Uh, they call us a drinking club with a running problem. <laughs> so so <laughs> we're a drinking club with a running problem. And uh, yeah, so we lay the trail and afterwards we have beers and we sing and um, they have this amazing charity thing that they do. Uh, it's called the Red Dress Run. And I know in um, Louisiana, it's a huge goddamn event. Uh-huh. And that's, that's where everybody, the whole group, shows up in red dresses. Men too. Everybody's wearing a red dress. 
and we run and then the money that we collect from that because we, we all have to pay five bucks to do it. it's just five bucks but for five bucks you get you know free beer and a uh, good time but that's a charity thing so in louisiana they did it huge they have like 12 1200 people showing up and so imagine 1200 people in red dresses running through the town <laughs> drunk off their asses and screaming and shouting. It's just a good time. And and they have, it's an international group. So every country, well, except the, the Muslim countries that don't allow beer or whatever, but every country has a hash house Harrier. We call them a kennel. It's a kennel. So our okay. group. So we, there's three here in Norway. Um, there's one in Oslo. There's one in Bergen and there's one in Stavanger. And I went with the Oslo group, but we also have a big, huge international meetings where I know the last one I went was uh, Eurohash and we ended up renting a castle in, in uh, Holland. A whole oh. castle. It was a whole castle and it was amazing. It was like a proper castle with stone stairs. And wow. It was cold and damp in there. I mean, it was an old, old fucking castle. So it was misery to sleep in that thing. And, <laughs> and it was hard. I remember one guy, he was uh, drinking and he was going, he was going up the stairs, and and it was stone stairs, and he was drunk, and he missed a step, and he fucking cracked his hip. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So yeah, so we had to take him to the hospital. Now, how far are you guys running? Well, that, that's another thing. So we have different trails. We have uh, because this this is for people young and old. Okay. Young, I mean, we got an eighty-year-old man that comes with us, and the the purpose of the run is so that we all finish together. So we have different trails. You'll have a walker's trail for the the elderly that can't quite make it and can't quite run, and then you have a short run, a medium run, and then we have something called a ball buster run. And that <laughs> ball buster run, they will run an entire marathon. I mean, really? they'll they'll run twenty six miles. I mean, they will drunk, they, drunk off our asses, dude, drunk. So we'd be hammered doing it, but it's a good time. And and the purpose of the trails, because they plan the trails out uh, beforehand. And the purpose of the trail is to give you good scenery of the town, to see things that maybe if you were a tourist that you wouldn't see. So you'll run through a forest and then you'll get a beautiful view of the lake and we'll stop and take breaks, you know, we'll stop and have okay. a beer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like, you know, constantly running, but if anybody wants to join the hash house areas, I recommend it. Look for it in your local uh, big city. Usually they have them big cities, but in the States, they even have them in small towns. The hash house Harriers. Hash house Harriers. It is just an amazing time. And it's, uh, it says, you know, I, it's, it's just a beautiful thing to do. That just sounds so Well, I, I know it's possible to run drunk. Uh, I've never done it, but I knew there were so many guys in the Marines who I, I remember being on Okinawa and some of these guys would be out literally all night long. They'd come in like, you know, 345 in the morning. Everybody else gets up at four in the morning and then we're mm -hmm. off to the races and we run, you know, the whole battalion will run, you know, five eight mm -hmm. to 10 miles. And these guys handled that with zero problems. Right. And it just fascinated me to, to see that people are capable of doing that. I, I don't understand it, but they're doing it. Yeah. Well, did, you, did you know that I ran the Oslo marathon? Really? When was, when was this? I, this was in 2011, yeah. uh, September of 2011. And uh, it was uh, before I had a child. 
uh, and after my military experience, after my military experience, I had what's called the McFearless Challenge. Uh, because that was my nickname in the army was McFearless. That's your tag on uh, on uh, Instagram, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, Mc, McFearlessness. Yeah, <laughs> so that was my that was my nickname in the army was McFearless. Uh, I'll tell you that story later because the reason why I got that name. But um, oh shit, where was it going? <laughs> yeah, the McFearless challenge was every year uh, I would have somebody challenge me to do something I've never done. And I have a year to train to do it. And then at the end of the year, I had to either compete with it or whatever. So like like one year, uh, a roller derby girl challenged me. She goes, <laughs> yeah. And I became a roller derby girl. I went to the Molly Rogers in Florida, baby. So I became, a, I had to train to skate and do that because it, it was a way for me to experience new things. Uh, I had another man who asked me to uh, learn how to rap. So I trained a year. I had took me a whole year, but then I had to come out with a rap song and record it and that kind of thing. So I, it was just an amazing time doing that. Wow. So, but the, the Oslo thing was my very last challenge, and then I got pregnant with Liam, and so I stopped doing all that crazy shit. But uh, <laughs> so you you are not afraid of taking up a new challenge. I love it. No, I, I loved it. It was a part of it. Was it? I, I wanted to grow as a person, you know. And and you can't grow if you don't strive for something. Absolutely. And, crazy but so this oslo marathon thing was the hashers the hashers challenged me to do a whole marathon because usually i took the short trail i you know i'm, I'm kind of a chubby girl you know I was, it's a lot of it's a lot of movement you know so they challenged me to do the the oslo marathon but they challenged me to do uh, it, it they and i don't know if you've ever ran a marathon do you oh god know? no okay <laughs> oh shit <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I laughed. I I laughed my headphones off. Hold on, let me fix them. You will never, you will never go. see me running a marathon. If if I have to run a marathon to stay alive, I'm just gonna have to die. Well, in, in <laughs> well in the marathon, they'll they'll have these drink stops along the way. Like you can grab yeah. a cup of water and a half a banana because you need the energy to keep going. But the challenge was to run that marathon by not stopping at the water stops. Instead, one kilometer before the water stop, there was a hasher there to give me a shot. Okay. <laughs> uh -huh. So like, I'd stop at, you know, so they stop and give me, like I'd get a shot of like, a, you know, like something horrible too. It'd be like Gommel Domsker, something nasty, the fisherman's friend, all that garbage. And so I basically ran the entire marathon only on liquor and I was liquored up. And when I passed, I remember when I passed, I'm going to tell all your listeners, and I'm going to be fucking honest about it. When I finally crossed that finish line, not yeah. only did I puke, but I pissed my pants. <laughs> pants. Oh, I, I was a mess. That's then, the icing on the cake right there. I, said, I just pissed my I just laid because everything. Um, I, well, I, I saw some strange things on that marathon. Let me tell you something. I bet you there did. Was that, there was one guy that ran the whole thing backwards. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. He ran the whole thing backwards. I saw a goat. Uh, somebody running with they were had their goat on a leash, so they ran it with their pet goat. Uh, and then uh, another thing I saw is uh, a, a a man that was running. Uh, I guess he had a poo, so he just as he was ready, didn't stop. So he just kind of grabbed his underwear, moved it to the side, and just shat on the ground. There's a lot of stories about people <laughs> peeing and pooping all over themselves in a marathon. I mean, you got yeah. you have to finish the race, and you got to finish. Well, it's not like that, but when you're you're pushing your your body to that limit, you kind of lose control of sure. certain 
things, you know, and, and you're, I mean, you see people that their bodies are going sure. low and stuff. So you're pushing your body to a, a, a limit that, Oh my God. Well, my body's limits about 200 yards. So <laughs> <laughs> after that, I'm going to start pooping my pants after 200, 250 <laughs> yards. <laughs> a marathon. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. A marathon. Ugh. I ran a marathon. <laughs> I did it once and I never again. Man. When, when did you get out of the army? Uh, 2000, right at the cusp. It's either 2002 or 2003, but it was okay. when, Yeah. So I went with September 11th, you know, I was one of the first to go. And, uh, yeah, I got, I got back out in 2000, like December-ish or January of yeah. that area. I'm like a yeah. I'm like a military generation ahead of you. I went in right when the first buildup for the first Iraq war. What that Desert Storm? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. when I, that's when I went in. Yeah. So so you get out of the army around 2002 2003, and then how long after that was it before you came to Norway? I came to Norway in 2007. Seven. Okay. Yeah. So when I, when I got out of the army, I got a great job at the post office and really enjoyed it, but I wanted to get an education and, um, you know, I come from a poor family and stuff, so I didn't have exactly a trust fund or a college fund. And the college I wanted to go to was super expensive. You know, it was like $40,000, you know, for a semester. That's just it's crazy. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So I was working on a cruise ship uh, as a blackjack dealer. So, uh, yeah, one of those cool. casinos. Yeah. So I was working as a, a, a blackjack dealer and some Norwegians came and sat at my table and we were having a good talk. They were, you know, you know, drunk as they are. Oh, boy. They, get drunk. <laughs> and they were talking to me and they're like, um, because I said, I mentioned something about me wanting to go to college and get an education. They're like, oh, come to Norway. It's free. It's free. And I'm like, where? <laughs> <laughs> so I did. I jumped on the plane and came here and, and you know, went to college. And, yeah. and not, not only that, but I, I got a bachelor's degree already in nursing and I'm working on my IT degree. So, like, I'm going to collect all these degrees because it's free, you know. So why sure. Not? Why not? It's not it's not 100 percent free, but it's cheap. It's Deep, I'd say like maybe like fifty bucks a semester or something like that. I mean, it's cheap. You know, we uh, we we joke or I joke on Norway a lot. You you do too. We joke on Norway a lot, right? And right. and and, uh, and uh, some of it is meant in lightheartedness, but some of it is quite <laughs> serious. And we point out the flaws that Norway has. But one thing that they're doing so much better than America is this thing with education. They see the value. And they do. making education easy for people. Yeah, because if you have a country full of educated people, then, you know, your economy is going to be better. Your uh, the living situation will be better. Uneducated people will fall for anything. That's true. Look at what's happening yeah. in our country now. Right. The U.S. is, is making me sad. You know, they make it they want I think, uh, you know, the, the people up top, you know, maybe it's a conspiracy theory, whatever, <laughs> but I think they want to keep the people dumb because if you keep them dumb, then they will do whatever the hell you say. But I don't think that's a conspiracy theory. I think that is very true. Um, there is, there's footage of Donald Trump saying exactly that some years ago before he ran for president. He's saying that if he ever ran for president, he would run as a Republican because they're, I'm paraphrasing because they're dumb and easy to control and they'll believe anything I say. <laughs> 
He said that. Uh, that's not a conspiracy theory. He said that. There's footage out there of him saying that. And so he yeah. is putting... Uh, he's putting that into practical use. <laughs> this, this, yeah. this, the, the, the lower levels of education. He is, and I, you know, people can send me emails and bash me and say that I'm trying to say that Republicans are dumb. You know, if you're a dumb Republican, then I guess I'm talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying all Republicans are dumb. I'm just saying not all Republicans are dumb. I'm, that's, yeah, that's, I'm just saying. But, I'm just saying that the current president said that if he ever ran for president, he would do it as a Republican because they're low in education and they're easy to manipulate. His yeah. words, not mine. Exactly. So you can't say you're bashing on him. He said it. You know, he said it. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, I remember reading about that. He said it. And that's a shame. Um, well, I can't that, understand. I can't understand the mentality of a Republican who knows that he said that, but they don't question it. They just okay, yeah. He said they don't even well, want to acknowledge that he said that. Here's here's let's let's talk about that for a minute. Let's, 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 preach to me. Yes, yeah, I'm gonna preach to you. Uh, I truly believe. <laughs> I, I'm not a psychologist. Okay, I'm not a psychologist. Totally uneducated I, advice here, but let's uh, let's yes, get in totally it. Let's get into it. But it's 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 from experience. Yeah. I believe that Donald Trump is a malignant narcissist. I believe that to like my core. I, I I can't diagnose him myself, but I believe he's a malignant narcissist. And there, uh, if you've ever been, there's a lot of people out there right now who have been in, in narcissistic relationships with, you know, with a, with a narcissist that they're being re-traumatized over and over again by hearing Donald Trump do the same thing, because they say that there's a thing called the, the narcissist prayer. I, I don't know exactly. I, I can't quote it exactly, but the narcissistic prayer is uh, when you, when you confront them about, you know, Hey, you know, you cheated on me or, Hey, you did this or whatever. Then they say first that didn't happen. And and if it did, uh, that didn't happen. And if it did, uh, you deserved it, or you know that kind of thing. Is and they kind of manipulate it and they turn it back on you. And that's exactly what he does to his base. Well, most recently, yeah. I I didn't say that. I didn't do that. That didn't happen. Like we have fucking footage of you saying that. (laughs) Just the other day, the dude was talking about injecting bleach. Most recently, it was that, and and we heard him say it. And then he turns around and says, well, okay, I said it, but I was just kidding. Or no, what he said, I was just being sarcastic. Yeah, I'm just being sarcastic. Well, we don't need a sarcastic president. We need a fucking leader because you can't gaslight a, a disease. And he gaslights just amazing. And and then it just, it, it, I know I see it. It's re-traumatizing certain people that's been in that gaslighting relationship. Yes. Yeah. You know what it's, gets it's me? You know what gets me? It, oh, we're sitting here and we're having a discussion and we're kind of throwing our, our feelings and our um, opinions on our current president. We're putting that out there. And people who disagree with us will say that we hate the president. That word comes up so much. No, I don't hate I, that guy. I don't I know don't him. him. I can't hate somebody that I don't know. I don't know that Where? guy. I'm simply right. stating that I strongly disagree with certain things that he does. I'm stating that I I I wish that this man was better <laughs> as a person. Yeah. Um, because that's not there's no hatred in that. There's no hatred in that. It's like it's like saying you know, we don't want him to fail. We want him to do but he's not 
fucking doing good. We need him. I said that just the other day. I said, yeah, I don't want, somebody said, uh, accused me of wanting him to fail. And I said, I think I said it on on a previous episode, uh, one or two episodes ago. I said, I don't want him to fail because his failure is the nation's failure. Quite the opposite. I want him to succeed because his success is the nation's success. Now, having said that, I don't think he's capable of succeeding I don't think so either. I mean, he hasn't really succeeded in anything in he his life. He seems to be falling apart. I'm looking at these so-called press conferences that he's doing now, and it seems like he is falling apart. He can't even tolerate a question. If it's no. a question that's kind of call, you know, it's a, if it's a question that's presented to him, which demands that he answers honest, uh, honestly, and that honest answer will make him look bad then he'll just dismiss that question as fake news. Fake or, news. And it's fake not, news. It's not fake news. It's a question. Just answer yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> even, even told, even, I think he's actually even more rude to the, I, I don't want to bring the misogyny into it, but Say he's more it. female. He's more rude to the female reporters. Yes. Questions because he, he will say, you're very rude or you're nasty. And if, or you're, if you're female and black. Oh my God. Oh my God. The blacks. I love the blacks, my people. I love the blacks too. I got a little bit of squirrel in my family. I love the blacks. <laughs> a little bit of squirrel. <laughs> I, love I got it. the squirrel. The uh, squirrel. My uncle, I have a black, you know, I got, I got yes. black folks in my family. Yeah. My black uncle, uh, Uncle Mike, he's my favorite <laughs> uncle, but he always tells me, you've got a bit of the squirrel in you. <laughs> I love it. I love it. No, so I don't. I don't want this president to fail. I don't hate this president. Quite no. the opposite. Uh, well, I don't know if this is the opposite of hate, but I feel sorry for him. I think he's in a situation that he does not want to be in. I think it's yeah. obvious because he seems to be crumbling. He seems to be falling apart. It's to the point where he can't even come with his smart-ass answers to questions. He just right. dismisses the question. Right. That's not what we need in a leader. I want to hear him answer those questions. Yes, and then and, and then in that answer, I'd like to see some sort of process where he is kind of taking in the situation and doing something to actively make it better. But I'm not seeing I, that. I'm not seeing that either. I, I, I just see him shirk. He yes. shirks responsibility and, and it's uh like like the whole thing about the governor's reopening things, uh, you know, he, he starts tweeting about liberate Minnesota, liberate Michigan. Everybody's got to get back to work. So Georgia Governor Kemp, who, 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 by the way, didn't know that asymptomatic people could still spread the virus like a month into it. So he's like, OK, well, then I'll follow the president's advice and I'll reopen our, our system. And then Trump comes in and throws him under the bus. I didn't say that. That didn't happen. That kind of thing. That's that. That's that more of that narcissistic gaslighting thing. As much as he tries to use, well, he doesn't try. He very effectively uses social media, and uh, he very effectively uses what's happening in the news to his own benefit. And yet, and yet, in that process, it seems like he forgets that that very medium of video and sound is out there because he'll turn around and say he never said this, that or the other, but it's there. It's right there, there for people to consume and see yeah. that he said what he said. Amazing. It, it's amazing. It, it's amazing. And it, and it baffles me because he, he wants you to, you know, are you going to believe me or your own lying eyes? You, yeah. know, kind of thing. Yeah. you see, you see it for yourself. So it does amaze me that people still follow him. Like, yeah. You know, and, 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 
I, t- I try not to label people, but I, qu- I cannot help but question a Republican who follows that man. Uh-uh. When everyone sees what he stands for, he stands for gaslighting. He stands for not taking responsibility. The mm-hmm. man is a bigot. The man, yes. the man cannot stand women in in positions of authority. Yeah. How, how, how can how can you follow that man? How can I, you follow that know. man? I don't know. I, I honestly, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. It is. It terrifies me that people do that because then. then <sighs> I don't want to say that I have bad feelings for Republicans, but after all this, if you can still follow him. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. That, that, you know, like, like I know this, this would piss me off too. Uh, when an old person, an elderly person throws out a nasty word, you know, uses the N word or yeah. whatever. And then people brush it to say, well, they're old, you know, well, they grew up in a different time. This is my answer to that. And I'm going to shout this out from the goddamn rooftops. All that means is that they've been through decades, decades of progression and like of, of civil rights movements. They've seen it. They've witnessed decades of it and they haven't learned a fucking thing. So I don't give the old people a pass that they You've seen it. You saw the problems. You were raised with it. You saw the fights. You saw you saw people needing to be seen as a person. Yeah. You can still uh, drop the N word. No, fuck you. Fuck you. You haven't learned a goddamn thing. I totally agree. I can't give someone a pass because they're older or give them a pass. You'll hear people say, well, I was raised to do this, this, and this. Okay, you may well have been, but when does that adult brain kick in and start telling you that what you mm-hmm. were raised to be or to think or to believe was wrong? you got to rise above your raisin. I don't think there's a single racist out there who truly in their core believes their own racist dogma. I don't think they truly believe it. I think I don't, I, I don't, I just can't believe that they cannot see through their own life experience that people are inherently the same. I don't yeah. think they truly believe that they're better than that other race yeah. or that other gender. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I'll, I'm going to throw out some, some personal stuff. You know, my dad was a racist. It's huge. I remember growing up and he would drop the N word, tell N word jokes, you know, and stuff like that. He was, uh-huh. A massive racist. It, okay. it pissed me off. And uh, but growing up, now he doesn't. So I think maybe he's he learned gr- something along the way. Maybe you know because I I've never heard any of that. You know, in after my teens or you know in my twenties and stuff, he stopped using the words and stuff, and you know doesn't say too much about my black side of the family. But he used to bash the black side of my family. You know, and and so I, hopefully he's learned. But there's people that just don't learn, but I don't know if they truly believe it or not, to be honest with you. I don't. I think, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I don't know. I'm not a racist. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, you know, and there's also, there's also, there's also another phenomenon where I I believe that for years, you know, I I don't want to put an exact number of years, but I think for a long time, people who were racist understood that it was not cool to voice that racism. So they kind of kept it on the down low. But I believe that with the current administration that we have, all of a sudden it became okay to voice your racism with certain people. So, so that, so that there might be, there might be a false image out there that there's more racism in America. It may not necessarily be the fact It just may be that there is more visible racism now. Right. It's kind of like, 
uh, if you've ever lived in in a kind of broken down house like I did, I raised you know I was raised in a kind of a broken down house. We used to kick the wall, and when we kicked the wall, all these cockroaches came out. Oh God! <laughs> right. Wow. So it's kind of like it's kind of like that. that like that, was, yeah. It was always there, but Trump is kicking the wall, and now the cockroach is coming out. That's a good analogy. Now, yeah, yeah, it's, it kind of reminds me of that because it, 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 it was always there. It was always there. Uh, but it was kind of hidden behind the wall. So we yeah. are we are saying that racists are like cockroaches. <laughs> <laughs> I am totally saying that. You can write to me, Tiffany.Troutman at gmail.com. <laughs> bitch at me about racism. That racists are cockroaches. They're fucking cockroaches. But that is uh, that's a good analogy. And I and I but I do believe that there's a certain phenomenon that has come to be with the current administration. That guy, what's his name? Um, uh, Stephen is it Stephen Miller? No, that one. That guy is so creepy looking and he has some of the most hateful ideas on how things should be. You can go back to when that guy was a college student and some of the debates that he was in all that stuff. That guy is creepy and just mean spirited. He is. I think think I saw a video of him like when he was 17 on a bus and, and yes, yeah. Yes, you saw that video. That's just, uh, yeah. He's he's he has some kind of superiority kind of complex kind of thing. And when you get people like that, you know, when the president brings those kind of people into his administration, I mean, that is a reflection of him. Yes, it is. You, I mean, you are who you hang out with. I remember my mom used to tell me that you are who you hang out with. Your crew around you, uh, they they represent you too. Because uh, if they you, do. If you're okay with hanging out with them, if you're okay with the things they say. Exactly. And that, so that goes right back to where I was talking about how I just don't understand how people still support this man. I don't either. If you, you know, uh, DL Hughley, the comedian and uh, radio host DL Hughley summed it up very well. He said that if you, um, if you still support this president, then you are at the very least okay with bigotry and okay with racism, okay with Mm -hmm. uh, misogynistic tendencies. doesn't mean that you are all of those things yourself, but you're at least okay with it because only an uneducated, uninformed person would not see that those things are very deeply embedded in that man. So you're at the very least okay with those things. And that's not okay either. I mean, if you're okay with that, then I'm not okay with you. I cannot be okay with you. There's a lot of, a lot of yeah. families and a lot of relationships that have been uh, destroyed because of the, the, the current political situation. Yeah. Yeah, there are. I mean, there's people, there's wives that left their husbands because, wow, you're okay with the way he talks to women. Then I'm not okay with you. I've, I've seen it happen on Facebook, all these people separating and, yeah. and stuff like that. But it's, he brings out the absolute worst in all of us. He does. Me. He brings out the worst of me. I get angry. I get angry and I, I'll have a bitch fest about something that he did. And I don't hate the man, like I said, but I'm hating what he does. It brings rage in me, which is not okay. I don't I don't like seeing what's happened to the country. I don't like I, I don't I wanna see that guy I wanna see somebody in the White House who unites us. Yes. That's what we need. That's what a leader does. A leader unites us, but he's got this whole divide and conquer yeah, thing. Yeah. And, and I get it terrifying. that people I get it that people wanted to change. They wanted to come away from the 
political status quo with these mm-hmm. with these career politicians, you know, the Clinton family, the Bush family, you know, this these long political legacies. I totally get it that people wanted to come away from that. But again, uh, Donald Trump, some yeah. cl- some clown from, and he's a clown, some clown from a from a reality TV show, please. Uh, well, please. I mean, I, I, yeah, he's some clown, but you know, I mean, the Minnesota, Minnesota elected Jesse Ventura, Jesse, the, <laughs> the body right, Ventura, the say it right. Get that whole name in there. <laughs> Jesse, the, the body, body. <laughs> Jesse, the body Ventura as their governor, but he actually did a pretty decent job. See, see it's not the fact, Schwarzenegger and, well, but listen, and but, Ronald Reagan was an actor. Yeah, but listen, here's, there's a big difference. Okay. Uh, yeah. Jesse Ventura. Yes. Okay. He was a, he was a, a pro wrestler. We know there's all the drama and the acting in <laughs> you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger was literally an actor. Um, yeah. But they have, you cannot deny, especially with Arnold, you cannot deny his intelligence. Right. You cannot deny that there's a heart in there. He has displayed yes. it his entire life. Uh, where is the heart in this current administration, in this man Where's- who is leading? Where is the intelligence you can't say he's a good businessman. You cannot say that someone who has declared bankruptcy, what, four times, is a good businessman. You cannot say that someone who screws over. How can you be a working man or woman mm. uh, and you support a man, this man in the White House, who is known for notoriously not paying people who have done work for him? Right. How does that match up? I don't I get don't know. it. He's- and people are like, he's so great, but he's literally failed in every aspect of his life. He's failed in businesses. He's failed in marriages three times, you know, he's, you know, or whatever. He's, he's literally failed at everything he's done. And people are like, he's a good businessman. He's going to yeah. like, well, the government shouldn't be run like, like a business. I don't think no. the government should be run to take care of the fucking people. Yes. That's how the government should be run. The government should have good leadership to during crisis like these to bring us together so we can move forward. Uh, a good government should want to lift people up uh, so that we all have a good, happy life. That's what, in my head, like if I was the president, that's what I'd be doing. Like, okay, you're hurting, let's, let's help here. And we're all pulling our money together. We should be a huge family. We should be, I don't know, let's call it the United States of America. Thank you. What a crazy name that is. You know, let's just call that, let's unite. I was... Yeah, I was honestly, I don't know, maybe I'm naive, but I was really thinking that maybe now with this with this catastrophe that's going on, maybe now this man will change. This man will will you know Yeah, I, I thought maybe now there'll be a new time and it's just not happening. You know, I wanna see, I wanna see him come out uh wearing a cowboy hat and come out with a guitar and sing Here Comes the Sun. Yeah, here comes the sun, <laughs> the sun. <laughs> and just and just change and, and let that let you know a catalyst for a change. I thought maybe that these hard times would be a catalyst for a change within that man, but nope, nope, yeah. it's like, getting worse. Like I said, he is a malignant narcissist. They have in inability to have any empathy whatsoever. It's all about him. He makes everything about him, and when good things happen, he takes. <sighs> When bad things happen, it's somebody else's fault. That's how it goes. They, they can't take he doesn't take ownership in anything he's done. There's no well, he uh, can't sit. He can't sit almost four years into his administration and say that he uh, inherited a horrible. Um, 
uh, disease fighting apparatus from the Obama administration. He can't say that because if exactly. you knew it was horrible, if you knew it was horrible, if you knew it was so bad, why didn't you do something to prepare so that you can protect the American people? He actually did the exact opposite. Thank he you. He tore it down, people. fired people. He tore it down, fired people, uh, took money away from it, that kind of thing. So he and made it, it worse. And if he was firing, Obama's fault. Yeah. And if he was firing people to make it better, then that means you fire someone, but you put in someone that you think is better. He didn't put, he just totally erased he some let, of these he positions. Let it be empty. And there was, there was actually, I remember like the first year of his administration, there was like nobody in charge of a lot of different groups, you yep. know, like, yeah, he just leaves it empty. There's nobody doing anything. He's poking holes. He wants to be the supreme leader, like Kim Jong-un. Who, that, who that, might be gone. He might, he might be gone. Die. Yeah, but yeah, and people are getting excited about that. I mean, and, uh, I mean, it's, nobody wants to wish anybody dead, no. I guess. But you, it would, when these supreme leaders kind of go, everybody's like, okay, good. He might be gone. Things get better. But no, no. If he dies, his little sister gets Thank it. Thank you. Didn't they say she, she's kind of crazy? She is um, She is an iron fist. Didn't they say, I heard something about she's responsible. Uh, you know, there's X number of executions uh, in, in North Korea, and she's responsible for most of them. I thought all boy was the crazy killer. No, but they say she's, she's the brutal. One. Wow. She's brutal. She's in. So it, it's probably will get worse. So, I mean, I don't, I feel sorry. How's Trump, how's Trump going to handle her? He, he <laughs> he she's a woman. Because <laughs> she's a woman. Yeah. <laughs> and she's a woman of a different race. So oh. he's, he's not going to, he's not going to be okay. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how that goes. It's a terrifying thing. You know, if we, if, I, don't think, I don't think North Koreans like uh, are helping their people during the pandemic either, but they're so secretive. You don't know what yeah, you just don't know social system that they got going on. Are they helping anybody? Or I can't they, imagine, you know, I don't know, but I can't imagine that they have the medical care apparatus in place strong and strong enough to take care of the people the way they should. I can't imagine that they have that in place with years, decades of sanctions and whatnot. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I fear those people. Well, but then, but then again, Cuba uh, was was under blockade for decades, and yet they had a kick ass medical system. So I, I don't know. Oh. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's possible. I don't know. The whole thing is it's so secretive. We don't know. We don't know. We just don't know. We just don't know, and that's that's scary too. Speaking of not knowing shit, my, my <laughs> boyfriend sent me. He just sent me a, a link uh, about Nov, uh, the the social system here because uh my boyfriend got furloughed ended right. up from his job and so they have to send these applications into to NOF, uh the welfare system to help get the what, what's dog ping it in english they're just a, a daily payment comp. yeah workman's right, comp. comp let's call it workman's, workman's comp. comp yeah okay so it'd be workman's comp in and so he's sending his application and they the the nov site now says uh they won't be able to even get to these uh, applications until about June and July. That's terrible. Right. So that's another couple of months. So many claims. That's another yeah, couple so, of months so, and no money. So, so what do people do in these couple of months? I mean, he's literally going to get zero income for two months. He's got a, he's got a beautiful, I love this home. He's got a beautiful home. Uh, and, you know, he's got to pay for it. He's got bills. Wow. He's do. Uh, what is going on with Nav? I mean, why, why? You know, hey, if you work at uh, if you work at NAV, which is the the, the social support uh, entity here in Norway, if you work there and you hear this, uh, come on, I'll have you on as a guest. I would love to talk to somebody about that because 
again, it just doesn't sound right. This is Norway where the people yeah. are supposed to be taken care of. So what's going on? What's going up? You know, because yeah, uh, like I said, I can't get anything from Nob because I'm a student. And then Nob is, I, I understand they're probably working their asses off. They're probably backed up with all these because everybody's getting furloughed. I mean, it, the whole world is getting furloughed. So I get that. I understand it. But what is going on? Like why it's so long and why can't? they help a little bit along the way. Well, and I'd like to see them uh, hire people with administrative skills, hire them into NAV to do some of this 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 administrative paperwork stuff and make things go a little bit quicker. Hello. Hello. You know, people and people need jobs and there's a bunch of administrative people that can work. So maybe maybe put some money into doing that to get some. I mean, we got we're the richest country in the world is what they say. You know, I, I don't know if that's true, but. Yeah, what is it per capita or something? They are, uh, you know, in money in the yeah. bank. It's the United States sitting with the big yeah. pot of money, but but per capita, I do believe Norway is at the top. Yeah, and I think right. I'd like to see them kind of put that into practical use. <laughs> put that they wealth into practical to. use. Yeah, you know? they need to, they need to organize it. So I'm wondering if maybe Norway wasn't exactly as prepared for this kind of pandemic either. You know, especially when it comes to if a catastrophe comes and everybody loses their job and now people got to eat, you know. I mean, I me personally, I I'm walking the streets and I go into public trash cans and pick up the the, the bottles, bottles to yeah. The, the bottles to return. I'll spend hours every Sunday every because there's nothing else I can do on Sunday. So that money Sunday, adds up. Yeah. It does. I mean, it buys bread and milk, you know, but but now the problem is that uh, because of the social distancing, people are not really out and about anymore. So they're not really throwing any cans or bottles in. The well, if 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 the if the social apparatus is uh, excuse for people being left hanging in the wind, if it's mm -hmm. because they can't process these applications quickly enough pluck up some of these people like yourself who, who, yeah. who know their way around I, a computer. Let yeah. these people work from home and process some of these applications and pay them a regular wage, whatever, whatever that wage is, you know, X number right. of dollars an hour and pay that person to do that work and kind of pick up the slack here so that people get their money. It's, it seems like a pretty simple solution, doesn't it? Yeah. More fucking people. People need jobs anyway. Hire more fucking people. Let's let's team together and get these applications put through. I think Norway needs a black man at the top. Why don't you guys God. put me in? I will make yes. sure. Put me in. I will make sure. <laughs> well, I'm not a Norwegian citizen, so I can't be. A black woman. I think a black. <laughs> honestly, I do. Yeah, I think a yeah. black woman would do a, a better job. I think a black woman has. First of all, she understands struggle. Yes. Second of all, she understands like uh, empathy. There's uh, black women. I think they have the most empathy. I guess I'm being racist now. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 that's not racist. You're making an observation. No. You're making an observation. Making an observation. They, they have more empathy, but they also have this Beinhard strength, this thick skin where like they're like, just get up and do the goddamn job. Right. Let's do damn thing just do the damn thing and shout that's out to I, ma <laughs> that's what i've always said because i used to go to the black churches and stuff and I, I admired that about the black women there's a no nonsense thing about them is a no yeah they don't they don't take no bullshit they they will call you out on your shit yeah. like that's wrong that's right no this is the thing we got to do they put a plan always got a plan they got a plan and i think a black woman would run a country better than an old white dude better. michelle obama Michelle, well, yeah, she, I, I read, I was so sad reading an article about Michelle Obama because obviously they asked her, are you going to run for president? You know, you'd be great. And she goes, I hate politics. She hates yeah, politics. She does. Yeah. It's nothing to do with it. So that breaks my heart, but it's, uh, I think she would have killed 
as a person. I would God. for all of me. But you know, you know who my 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 dream ticket is. Do you know Katie Porter? No, who's Have that? She's okay. She's she's the one that called out uh, like all these. She's all one with the whiteboard all the time. She comes out with the whiteboard and she during these you know congressional meetings and stuff like that. So she called out uh, one banker about how you know they're not making enough money to feed the feed. Yes, the of course, of course. Yes. yes, her. Yeah, of course. She brings out the whiteboard and she does the math and shows them and like points. I want her to run for president and uh, Ocasio Cortez to be her VP. That my dream ticket because you know I, why they hate on ocasio cortez you know why they hate on her because she's right because she's yes. pointing her finger at the problems yeah that is she's exactly like, why they can't stand her they're afraid of nothing, her they're afraid of there's, her there's there's nothing that a man hates worse than a woman being right i do need to relax a little bit i i you know the biggest influences in my life since i was a child were women it was my mother it was uh -huh. uh, her sister, my Aunt Ira, and it was my grandmother, my mother's mother. Yeah. And that taught me that women, uh, to put it bluntly, women know their shit. Yeah, preach it. <laughs> I truly do not believe that the world would look the way it does now. With all, and I'm talking about the negative aspects of the world that we see. It would not be the way it is if more women were in charge. I, I agree. I, I, I don't, I don't want to be sexist about it, but women, we're kind of born with this extra empathy chip, you know, uh, nothing sexist about that. Again, you're just making yeah. a, a, an observation based on fact. Yeah. It feels like we have a little bit, I mean, not all women. There's some, no, absolutely. Like, let's face it. Not all hashtag, not all women, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but they're, they're, they're kind of, uh, we're, we're fixers. We want to fix the problem. We want to, men want to control the problem. They want to get the, you know, they want to be in charge. I think it's a power thing. Women don't want the power. We want to fix this shit. You know, let's get this problem done. Let's get this house clean. Let's, yeah. you know, let's, or let's, then not like that, but you know, the, the world would be more color coordinated, <laughs> fabulous, you know? So I think, <laughs> I think so. And people, and, and women are like, you know, the caregivers. We're born caregivers. We're supposed to be, you know, we have that in us because we're going to be mothers, you know, or most of us do. So we're caregivers. And I think they would care more for people. That care uh, thing, you know, and, and while women don't have a monopoly, because I get irritated when women put that out there as if they have a monopoly on emotions and on oh, yeah, care no, and comfort, but they do have more of it than the men in charge have shown to this point. Oh yeah, look at that. Yeah. Who's, who's that? Oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Do you wanna, Snoop, you want to get in on this? Just throw yeah, on some headphones. I, I'm doing my uh, taxes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Your taxes, not ours. Oh, my taxes. Yeah. Is, she, is she pissed off? Is she freaked out now? She's probably, uh, I'm glad she's yelling at the computer screen instead of me. So, so I hope she takes the next couple of days to get these taxes done. I'll be just fine with that. Taxes. It's a good thing you got a soundproof room, man. Just put <laughs> yourself in there. <laughs> Um, you get you a packed lunch. You'll be fine. The infamous Snoopy. You know, we actually <laughs> we actually recorded an episode. Uh, I, one of my first episodes I recorded was her and I just just talking, but I never I never did put it out. Um, actually, the episode that replaced that was episode three, where you pretty much interviewed me. 
We right. tried. I tried to have her do it, and it just didn't. It just didn't feel right. But I, I have to get it, her on. I got. She. She's. She's an interesting woman. I'll get. She's and, and you know what? I want to hear about her life. I want to hear. I don't know how much she'll tell. I don't know how much she'll tell though. She's. I know. You know, she's Samisk, and yeah. they have this thing where it's almost impossible to get a straight answer out of them. Wow. Especially okay. if, I, don't, I don't know any Sami. Yeah, she, well, I, I don't know. I guess I can't speak for all of them, but many of the Sami that I have met, and especially the ones in her family, like her and her father, it's impossible to get a straight answer. Like, you know, hey, Snoop, when are we going to eat? Oh, um, yeah, later this afternoon. Okay, yeah, but what time? Oh, yeah, after two. Okay, yeah, but when? But, oh, <laughs> this thing about they have they have this thing. I'll just say her and her father at least have this thing where you cannot get them to commit to a certain time. <laughs> when it come, and it's extremely frustrating. That's frustrating. And it's just you uh, can't you can't plan your day. So so there's that thing, and then there's that there's just the whole thing about giving up personal information. Uh, in my experience, most of the Sami just don't want to do that. Right, 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 right. So, so I don't know. It might be a tradition. It might be a, a cultural thing. You know, it's. A, I think it's a, a cultural thing. Yeah, it's a. Yeah. It's an in. It's an in, yeah. I don't want to say it's a genetic skepticism <laughs> thing that's built in, <laughs> but again, the ones that I have, Snoop, can you close that door, please? It's putting an echo in here. Uh, they just have this thing where they don't want to give up a lot of personal information. But we'll see. Right. I'll, I'll get her on here. I'll see what I can drag out of her. I'll see. I'd like to. I'd like to hear a little more about her and what she does and her thoughts on things. Her her views on things because, like you said, she doesn't really give a lot. But you know that we did have a good talk. Uh, well, we were at your 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 premiere of your comedy show, your stand up comedy show. That's why I bonded with your wife. Yeah, oh I saw God. you guys clicked right away. <laughs> yeah. Right away. So hi, Sue. <laughs> <laughs> see you again. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Just shut. There you go. Shut that. Please. Thank you. Yeah, you guys clicked so, right yeah. away. We clicked right away, and the and the way we clicked, it was funny because my boyfriend, uh, he would like. It was like an every morning thing. He would watch this TV show about people buying houses on islands. I don't remember the name of it, but they're like, you know, shopping that for Caribbean, uh, yeah, yeah, Caribbean life yeah, or whatever the hell yeah. it is. And uh, so she started talking about, she goes, well, we talked about like where we want to move one day. And I'm like, I, mean, I want to move to Hawaii. You know, I've been, I, that's my dream to move to Hawaii. Yeah. She's like, yes, bitch. You know, she's like, and then she, <laughs> I watched the show and my boyfriend watches that show religiously. So we just started talking about all these great island houses that we're going to buy. And she said that you want to go up north. You want to go. Yes. North, goddamn snow. So she said, you know, whenever, whenever we, or, you know, when things happen, like maybe, maybe if you pass away or something like that, <laughs> house. And we, we already talked about the first day I met her. We're moving in together in a, in a, <laughs> 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 so, well, yeah, well you know what I had to do? She had set our, um, our TV thing, uh, to record all these episodes of that Caribbean Island life show. Right. But what I did and, and because she's not very technically inclined when it comes to, to our TV and the remote and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. So what, what I did, and and if she hears this episode, she'll she'll know. But I don't think she's figured it out. What I did was I I took that recording option off for that show because she was because she wanted so, you know I don't want to spend my money on some you know they got cockroaches the size of bunny rabbits down there. They fly too. They yeah, fly. they fly. The yes. Fly. 
And it's just, it's and I, I'm, I'm just not interested in living on some Caribbean island. I'm, it just See, doesn't, it just I'm, doesn't I'm do anything for me. I would much rather, rather go to our place that we have up north here in Norway. Right. And 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 be there, but she yeah she wants the exact opposite. I want to be up north, well above the Arctic Circle. She <laughs> wants to be way down south of the uh, by the equator. Thaw out, thaw out. That's why we just said we're going to at least move together for a couple of years on one of these islands, so we can thaw out. Well, one, one of these days, she's going to wonder what happened to all those episodes of that show. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, they're all reruns anyway. That's when she'll probably. That's when I'll probably pass away because she's going to kill me, and then you guys can move to the. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, we're going to be moving to St. Martin's, baby. We're out. <laughs> yeah, what was it? There was, there was, there was, was it? It's uh, Trinidad and a few other islands further down south in the Caribbean, like more towards the South American continent, that don't get hit by the hurricanes. Because that was another yeah. big reason. That was another big reason for me not wanting to move there. Is that those places are getting wiped out by these hurricanes. Maybe I come from Florida. I know so you about know, hurricanes. Yeah. I know. But I know further down, further down in the in the Caribbean chain, further closer to South America, apparently they don't get hit. No, because there's there's a there's kind of like this. Uh, there's a weather pattern. Uh, a weather pattern, yeah, that uh, it makes it swirl and it and it loops down and it goes up, but it always hits Florida and uh, poor Puerto Rico. It always hits Puerto. It nails Puerto Rico, the Bahamas, all that. But if you go down south, like Curacao, there or, you go. yeah, she was she was yeah. talking about places like that. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna show her a map and I'm just gonna sharpie in. I kind of like Trump did for that <laughs> when he did the sharpie. To, so to, I'm going to sharpie in pretty much the whole Caribbean and just say, "Hey, Snoop, we can't do it. There's a, there's like, this is hurricane country." <laughs> but that south is not. Now, if you go, if you go be- below, below the equator, uh, they don't usually get hit. Right. As you know, right. it's very rare that it happens. But yeah, growing up with hurricanes, like I remember the 2004 hurricanes, man, this is, was some shit. We got hit with four of them. One right That's after. That's right. Yeah, another. 2004. We had, we had Charlie. We had, uh, you know, Gene, all that shit. We had all those. And I was a mailman during that time. Oh, yeah, so uh, our postal carrier, letter carrier. <laughs> I was a letter carrier. I was a mailman. But uh, my friends called me Cliffany. You remember Cliff Clayton? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> they called me Cliffany. <laughs> so I was a mailman during this time. And, you know, rain, sleet, snow, hail, you know. There you we, go. Yeah. So my car is like rocking, getting blown. I'm sitting there. All the mail's getting wet and blown out the fucking way. But I remember uh, one of my colleagues calling the boss. And said, you know, all right, our motto is not rain, sleet, snow, and hail. But they didn't say shit about trees because a <laughs> tree flew, and a whole tree flew and smashed into his truck and put a big goddamn hole in it. I mean, it was a dangerous time. So, yeah, hurricanes are no joke. Uh, we have fun with them in Florida. We have her, um, hunker down hurricane parties yeah. where we get together and we grill our food. But uh, during those times, uh, especially that 2004, we got devastated and we didn't have any electricity for like – 14 days, 18 days, some people went a month without electricity. And that showed me how we can come together because I remember our neighborhood, I would live in an apartment complex uh-huh. and, and our whole neighborhood would come out, you know, after a hurricane was gone, obviously, but now we have no electricity. So some people had meat in their freezers that were going to go bad. Some people had, you know, all this refrigerated food that was going to go bad. We came together in the parking lot and just cool. had a big, barbecue grill and cooking food and we were just love meeting each other loving on each other uh the local restaurant um the little caesar's restaurant was giving away free pizzas 
and all these people from different states, all these uh, power line workers, I, I, we call them pole dancers, <laughs> get up and fix the power lines. They were coming from Atlanta, from Washington, from New York. They just came in this whole big truck to come and do it for free to help. Showing the love and just trying to help out. And, and I think that's it's it makes me sad that we're not doing that now in the Corona times. I mean, that was I think that, that was that was Bush Bush era. It was still a Republican running it. You know, it was Bush era times. Uh, but we came together as uh, a United States. Instead, now we can't seem to come together with this Corona thing. And I think Trump is at the head of it. He's at the head of the divide and conquer, making us hate each other. And he said something. Like, he said something here the other day. Um, who was something about there was a cer- certain states that he was not going to support. Uh, no, it was a postal carrier. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 post yeah, the U S postal uh, 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 office that he's not going to give them any support money unless they raise the prices for their services in cooperation with Amazon. Cause he hates Amazon. He hates old dude. Who's running Amazon. Because he's in a he's in a he's in a, a dick contest with Bezos. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. So yeah. so because he has a problem with Bezos and Amazon. He's going to punish. I, I wonder if that's the root of all of this thing. These this talk about that the U.S. P- uh, Postal Service is going to go under because it won't get funded. I wonder if that's the root of it all. I think I think there's there's two two roots to this. I think one, first of all, he hates Bezos, and the reason why he hates Bezos is because Bezos is actually a billionaire. He's not a fake one. Yeah. And Trump Trump's got a pissing contest with him about who's better because he's uh, like I said. <laughs> Call it a dick contest. I like that better. It's a, it's a dick contest. It's a dick contest. And then the second thing is if the post office goes under, people could not vote by mail. And you and I vote by mail because we live in Norway, right? So that means everybody that lives overseas, our votes won't be counted. And let's be real. People who travel are way open, more open-minded and they're probably more likely because we see different things. Yes. We see different we see different struggles. Our eyes are a little bit more open when you travel to different countries. You, you you see what needs to be done, what's working in other countries, what's not working in other countries, you know, how we can improve. And most of us become Democrats. And so he's cutting out all of our votes. Uh, and then, you know, but he's also hurting. I think it's what it is. He doesn't want people to vote by mail. But the thing that pissed me off was that uh, he was talking about because the post office isn't making any money. Right. Well, let- tell you motherfucker it's not supposed to make any money it's not a business it's a government service there so it's you not go. money it's supposed to be i mean i know vets you know from the va that get their diabetes they get their insulin through the mail and i know like my brother uh he lives out in a uh out on an indian, indian reservation in south dakota he gets everything by mail because he's two hours away from the nearest town i see so when you run it like a business, uh, then they're going to think about money and costs. Like as a personally, as a, as a postal carrier myself, there I I was in the the rural area. I was out in the boonies, you know, and so I would drive like a mile before I hit the next box. Okay. Ran it like a business, then that is not economically okay to use all that gas just to deliver one piece of mail or one box. So they'll end up cutting those people's routes or, or whatever. They'll cut, and they'll, all those people now have to come into town. But if you're old and decrepit, or you know you're sick in some way, and you don't have the possibility to get in town to get your mail, 
then people are going to suffer. Like the post office is an amazing service. Well, well, there you go. You said the key word service, you know, the postal service, it is a service. You have to run it as if it is a government service, not a business. And that goes back, that goes back to what we were talking about, about his mindset. He's trying to run the country as if it is a business. And of course you have to be fiscally responsible on the government level, but we are talking here about a government service, not a business. Exactly. The the post office should be breaking even. That's what the post office should be doing. It should be making enough money to go do the goddamn job. That's it. They're not supposed to be earning money. It's not a business. It's a service. And it's a very much needed service. What we do, I remember what we do, we make make people happy every day, man. Well, you know why the uh, U.S. Postal Service is not, uh, you know, it's not supposed to make money, but now it's going rather drastically in the minus, in the red. And that is because the Republicans, and I don't remember what year, you guys- 2006. Look, you guys, 2006. 2006, the Republic, I there was you working go. for him then. The Republicans made it. Yeah. yeah. Tell, tell them. Tell them what they did. I'll tell them. They made, they forced the post office to prepay retirement funds there you for go. 75 years in the future. For people that aren't even fucking born yet, they first forced them to pay for all these retirement funds. Of course they're in the red. Imagine paying all your bills for 75 years in, in, right now. So be broke for a hot minute. So do you think that, that at that point, that already back then in 2006, that that was a Republican attempt to set up the U.S. Postal Service for failure? They've, they've been trying to shut down the post And office. the reason being yes. is because them or their cronies or some lobbyists or whatever can march in and do some sort of private uh, uh, business grab and start making money for certain people. Right. But you know what happened? You, know, you can't privatize the post office. They, they did it in, in Denmark, and it's been a fucking hot mess. I think they started doing it here because I know that I ordered something on April 1st, yeah. and, and it got sent. But it's what the what twenty sixth of April now twenty sixth of April it still ain't come. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So it's, huh. it, I think they've privatized it here a little bit too because they also stopped uh, delivering packages on Mondays and stopped doing certain things. So the post office will take a longer time to get what you need, and I think it's dangerous. It's dangerous. I think it is too, especially like you say, and when you when you think uh, think of all the people back home in the states who get medications important life-saving medications by mail mail and food my brother gets food by mail i mean he he orders food through the mail so if you can't get your food you can't get your life-saving medication i mean insulin is so important Uh, people are going to suffer tremendously wow it's just wrong. It breaks my heart to see, and I don't think it has anything to do with with Republican or Democrat. It just has to do with standing up for what is decent. There's just, yeah. there's certain things that are decent and right, and that's yeah. not left. That's not right wing. That's not left wing. It's just what is decent and right. Yeah, it's just do what's what's right for the people. That's I, that's it just baffles my mind that a leader doesn't want his people to do well like everybody should be doing well that's that should be the reflection of your leadership not how uh you you were able to tear this down he's all about yeah. tearing down and destroying that and you know oh look at me i'm a big tough guy kind of thing no fuck your little tough guy out you're it, to be a good leader a solid leader you bring everybody up to your level well there's people out there who get into that you know hashtag not my president 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you'll hear certain uh, Republicans, oh, but he is your president. Get over it. Like, well, you know what? For some people, he is not their president. He is doing nothing for certain for a certain demographic. He is actively trying to make things more difficult for a certain demographic. I don't think that he feels he is everyone's president. He seems to no. cater to that 30% or whatever that percentage is that is his base. Yeah. And that's it. Those, that's but the here's the, But here's the thing. He's losing that base too. Yes, there, he is. Are, there are several Facebook groups that are like called like former Trump supporters and all that stuff. That I saw that. They voted for him. There's a, there's a man I follow on, face, uh, on Twitter called David Weissman. Uh, he's not famous by any, he's just a, a guy, but uh, he, he voted for Trump in 2016. And then his eyes have been open and he is, actively voicing against it and he showed this it was the most amazing um side-by-side picture of him it was a, a picture of him wearing a trump shirt uh standing there getting a picture and then a picture of him running the picture of him in the trump shirt you could see on his face and he even mentions it on his tweet look how angry i was back then look how angry and and he just looked frumpy and angry. And then now in the other picture, he's running and happy. He says, you got to get yourself out of that hate. There was just hate. It's just hate. So there are people he's losing his own base because like I said, you know, like we were talking about the post office thing. Is that David Weissman? W E I S S M A N. Yeah, that's the one. Okay, I'm going to hook up with him on Twitter. Hook up hook up with him on Twitter. He's from my hometown in Palm Bay, Florida. Shout out to Palm Bay. Hey. Jew, Jew in Florida. He wrote. He's a Jew in Florida. Yeah. Yes. Army but vet, yeah. former Republican, former Trump supporter, now a liberal Democrat supporting Joe Biden for president. And, yeah. and look at his look at his pin tweet. Look at if you look him up, look at his pin tweet. That's one of his side by side picture of how. Oh wow! Big. Right? You know what? You couldn't have. It's impossible to to describe this. People just have to check him out. David Weissman, W E I S S M A N, and look at that picture. One as a Trump supporter. One as a former Trump supporter. Wow. And He's almost like two different people. It looks like two different people. It was amazing. Wow. But so but he's Trump is losing his own base because he's hurting his base. Maybe like, like when you shut down the post office, those are the old people and the vets that are getting their medicines through it. And those were probably the people that voted for him the first go around. I, I was talking to my friend, Michelle. I told her and I told my boyfriend, too, if if Trump manages to get reelected this time around, I'm going for my Norwegian citizenship. I just might do the same thing. Yeah, because then I know democracy is dead because he's he, he, I know he's not gaining more supporters. It's impossible. The ones that didn't vote for him are certainly not going to vote for him next time around either because he's, he's shown how bad he was. They already knew he was bad to begin with. So he didn't gain any Democrats. I don't. Yeah. You know, I'm going to put something I'm going to put the brakes on what I just said. I, I, I probably how do I put this? If I get my. Well, let me go back. <clears throat> so far, I have not gone for Norwegian citizenship, and that's been a very conscience conscious decision of mine uh, mm-hmm. because I identify very much as an American. Me too. Me too. That's yeah. who I am. It's in my blood. Um, but here recently I have considered getting Norwegian citizenship, dual citizenship, not dual, dropping, yeah. not, not dropping yeah, my American not dropping. citizenship. No, no. We're allowed to get the dual. But so dual citizenship simply because of, you know, let's say my mom back home in the States gets sick and I want to spend the last six, eight months, 12 months of her life at home with her. Well, 
if you're out of the country, what is it, more than six months of the year, then you will lose your residency here in Norway, something like that. Or is it three uh, months? Yeah. Six months? Three months? I don't remember. It's, 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 it's longer than six months it's, yeah, or something like that. Something like that. And I, so yeah. I don't want to get in that situation. So no. in order to avoid that, I'm thinking that I might get Norwegian citizenship. That's been my mm-hmm. thought for the last couple of years. But right. also in these last couple of years, when I see, you know, I, I haven't lived under the Affordable Care Act, Obamacare. I haven't lived under it. But neither, from my yeah. studying of it and from the anecdotal uh, summaries I get on that, it seems to be a good thing for people. It has yeah. covered people. It has given people that didn't have health care, health care. Okay. Right. But now when I see that the current administration is trying to reverse that yes, and throw these people off of an insurance plan, Millions and make it and make it more difficult. That scares me. You know, as I get yeah. older, certain, you know, I plan on living forever. <laughs> it's not going to happen. <laughs> I'm planning on living forever, but it's not going to happen. Eventually, I'm going to get sick and whatnot. And it yeah. scares the living daylights out of me if I am at home in America and I may be in a situation where I can't get medical care. Yeah, it's terrifying. So just because of that, that mm. is another reason for me to pick up Norwegian citizenship because I'll never be in a situation then where I won't have medical care. I will, as a Norwegian citizen, I will always, always. have medical care. I mean, I have yeah. that now as a resident, but I would yeah. like to be able to set foot in America and still get that and care. still have that health care. And if that means yeah. I have to get Norwegian citizenship so I could come back to Norway whenever I wanted to just for medical care, then that's yeah. what I'll do. And th- you know what? That the the medical care medical care scary. System. Well, here, it's here. I gave uh, first of all, I gave birth to a child that cost me zero dollars. Think about zero, that. Zero dollars. I gave birth to a child. Zero dollars. I think in the states it's like ten thousand dollars. Your bill will be. And then I've also had two back surgeries. Zero dollars. Zero dollars. I paid for that. If if I did this in the states. I would be thankful. If I had these shoulder surgeries, I've got, remember, I have eight sol- yeah. shoulder surgeries. I would be bankrupt, probably jobless. Yeah. How, how much money did you pay for those eight surgeries? Zero. Zero dollars. Zero. No money at all. And for the smart Alex who say, yeah, but they tax the living daylights. You know, we get no, taxed. Don't. We get taxed, but it is nothing unreasonable about the level of no. taxation. Hold up. Hold up. Because Preach. I checked that out. Preach. I checked that out because uh, somebody said that shit to me. So I looked it up and uh, we pay uh, here in Norway. We pay, I think we pay 20. I can't remember. It's either 23 or 26% income tax. It depends and, on your income, but it's 23 to 26. Yeah. Yeah. So somewhere in there and in my state of Florida, you know how much income tax we pay? Tell us. 23 to 26. It's the exact fucking same number. It was so we pay the, the only taxes, extra taxes that we pay are sin taxes. Yeah, they, they charge us out the ass for liquor and and cigarettes and maybe some chocolate stuff. This, this is a sin tax. So if you don't want to pay that tax and don't drink, don't smoke, you know, and then you're fine and you're still taken care of. I try to tell people that all the time who try to bring mm-hmm. up this tax thing in Norway. It is nothing, there's nothing crazy about it. It is, it's not that different at all from the American system. It's different in the sense that it is smarter. We get, we actually get something for the tax money that we pay here. Right. We're not bailing out corporations. We're helping people. They, 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 you, you get your money's worth. You get your money back. 
you know, you get that free surgery, you get that free baby care, you know, and and like that. whenever I gave birth to my child, then for the first, I think it was like the first two or three months, there was a woman that would come to my house and yes. make yeah. breastfeeding right the it's midwife like, would come home to you yeah yeah come home to my house and show me how to change a diaper snoop told snoop told them they better stay the heck away from her she <laughs> yeah no, I, I, I told her to fuck off too i'm like ah no i'm good but you got the option yes. and, and they come, yeah. so they came to my yeah. house the first time just to check i yeah. guess the conditions to make sure i'm not living in a roach infested house or whatever the fuck it is but yeah. they came I did need to be taught how to breastfeed because that's, you know, the only people sucking on my titties before was boyfriends. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, so I need, I need to learn that. But she showed me that, and you know, I don't know if we do that kind of stuff in the states, and it was all free. It was free. Yeah, you know, so 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 we we we're getting we're getting what we pay for here, and yeah. and that's not the case in the states. The, it's not. That, there's. Just the fact that they're going through this thing now, where they're bailing out, um, you know, I, I, I get, I get why they want to bail out the corporations, but I don't. <laughs> the one thing that President Obama did that I just can't stand is his bailout of the corporations. What was that? Two thousand seven or eight? Yeah, whatever that was. Yeah, two thousand eight. Yeah. I would rather see that. You know, let those corporations fall or rise as they will do. But mm. give that money to the people. Let give well, here's the thing. Yeah, let's talk about give it to the people because they they still believe in this uh, trickle down economics. Bunch of BS. It's a it's, bu- it's, it's never it's worked. Proven wrong. Yep. It's actually money trickles up. If the people have money, they will come and buy your shit. There you go. It goes up. So if you give, if you make sure that the the you know the people have money to go out and purchase things, then you don't have to bail out the companies. The companies will naturally get the fucking money. So if they're a good company, uh, you know, then make a good product. If we have, it's just like, what happens when everybody gets their tax money? They go out and they buy shit. You know, they go to get the iPhone and all that stuff. We give you the money back. Don't trickle it down. It goes up. Money flows upwards that's how to go and that's facts right there and that you shouldn't you shouldn't be you shouldn't be labeled a communist or a socialist or a libtard or whatever they want to call you Mm. just because you see the reality of that situation and you support that how can you be how can you be a republican voter you are maybe making barely enough to get by but you are a diehard Republican voter when you see, you see with your own eyes that they are doing almost nothing to support the people. You get a $1,200 check now. Woo-hoo. You know? Wow. Okay. Wow. That, that'll pay for like, you know, one house payment. Yeah. That's it. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Because I know rent in Florida is 1200 you know? and, and, and then at the same time as you're getting that, just to finish that thought, at the same time as you're getting that $1,200 check so that you can get by for one month, they're giving billions to corporations to make sure that they survive through this entire crisis. There's something right. that is unfair about that. It's not just unfair, but it's stupid. They're counting on trickle-down economics to pull everybody through. Okay. It's not going to work. Okay. It's not going to work because if you, if you bail out like the airlines or you bail out like, – that's, that, that's one thing that was pissing me off. They were bailing out the airlines, you know. Oh, we got to bail them out. Well, you know, people can't afford to fly any fucking way now, you know. <laughs> so if you give the people the money, then they'll be having the money to travel. Thank and you. that's how you bail them out. That's how you bail them out. 
it's it's logic 101 you don't have to be a, a brainiac politician with 20 years in congress to understand these things no it's pretty 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 fucking simple if the people have the money to buy your shit then you'll do well but so if you bail out the corporation great they're still pretty and they're standing there yeah. but they're not going to make any money because we broke you know and that's the kind of stuff that people like ocasio-cortez and, and bernie sanders and and, and katie and, porter yeah katie porter came out yeah. with her fucking whiteboard and you know? told people this is not how it works. But they're being labeled. <laughs> but they're being labeled as as irrational radicals, and, and yes. it's so easy to put that stamp on them. And then the uneducated masses on the other side are just going to run with it. That's it, and that's the problem. It's it's a lot of. And I'm saying the uneducated masses. Now the educated and knowledgeable masses on the other side, they know the truth, but it doesn't serve them to preach the truth. <laughs> so, see, so this goes full circle. Like college is, is so expensive in the States. They don't want people to be educated because they am want... I, am I a good podcast host or what? I just brought it right we, back around yeah, to what we were talking in the beginning. We, we, were, we were right back to the <laughs> circle, baby. We were right back. And that's exactly why college is so expensive. Yeah. The end. <laughs> it was a long walk when we got there. <laughs> As Samuel Jackson would say, you a smart motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's right they, they, they want to keep people dumb so that the the rich get richer and the poor get poorer and they want to kind of kill us off kind of thing it's like it's it's a sad situation and i would like to see i would like to see a third political party i would several do you know in the state in the states there are several but yeah but i mean i mean a third a third political party that carries some weight well that's the yeah, and that's that's kind of impossible i i watched this video about how um it's, it's called first past the post, right? So if you have like, it, you, we do have like several parties. We've got the Green Party, we've got the Libertarians, we've yeah. got all people, right? So, but what it is is that, uh, you know, if they see one is getting more votes, which, you know, they're more well-known, people have to drop out. And I don't I have to send you that video. It was crazy, but it was good math. And that's why there's always only two, because at the end, people drop out. They're not, uh, if all the votes go to like, Oh God, I can't explain it. It was, it was good. <laughs> I'll send it to you. It was really, really send, good. Send me a link. I'll send you a link, but it's a first past the post is what it's called. So you can kind of look that up, but it does show you how it becomes a two party system. Uh, so it was really, really quite interesting. But I don't know if the States will ever have uh, several parties. Like even, even here in Norway, we have several parties and some got weight and some don't, but they, uh, they collaborate. Like, you know, they you do. Have and Hoyra and all that, and they'll get together. They get like, together, oh. yeah. And then they have a coalition. Uh, but in the states, they don't. It's, it's first past the post. I don't know. It, it's the state of politics in the in America is just. Um, I don't know. It's a sign of the times. I guess we have the political system that we deserve. If yeah. we don't do whatever it takes to make changes, then we're just going to get what we deserve. So that's it. You get what you what you work for. And uh, I don't think that we're doing the right thing over there. And it's making me sad. It does make me sad. It, it breaks me, my heart. It breaks my heart. It breaks my heart because it doesn't seem like it's the same country that it was that I, when I left, you know. And when I left, I had a, you know, it was a Republican, you know, it was Bush, you know, W, W <laughs> president when I left. And, you know, things were okay. I mean, they were horrible. I mean, they, there are Republicans that could do a good job. Yeah, absolutely there are. But there seems to be like when we have uh, Trump is I don't think Trump is Republican. I think Trump is 
his own party. I think he's changed the party and it's a cult. Yeah. It's a cult. It is. And it's a shame that the, 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 the Republicans who are higher up within that party have allowed that to happen. I look at what Mitch McConnell is doing and he's just going right in lockstep with everything that this president wants to do. And, and, uh, come on, Kentucky, get stand up and get that. Do something about this. Right. Do something about oh. this guy. And they got they got to get out and vote. Yeah. Get, get out and fucking vote. And and I don't know what's going to happen with the vote by mail, babe. I don't know if we're going to be able to to vote this time around if they're going to shut down the post office because they said that the post office will be out of money by September if they don't get. So they don't bail out the fucking post office, but they'll bail out the airlines. Yeah. I don't. Get the the logic of what's going on. Well, the logic is straightforward. They're just trying to do whatever they can to control the election. They're, yeah, they're playing yeah. politics in order to control the outcome of the election. There's no conspiracy in that. That's just a fact. If That's they take fact. away the post office, they take away the ability for a huge portion of our nation to vote. And yeah. it is a fact that the less people that vote, the more likely a Republican candidate is to win. Yeah. So they're just That's trying to serve their own purpose by getting rid of the postal postal office it's a shame it's a shame it's disgusting it is disgusting it's it's totalitarianism it's 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 kim jong-un you know but we got you know kim trump fucktard he's just a twat kim Kim jong with uh just as crazy of a haircut yeah exactly (laughs) so we gotta make sure next time we vote check out their hair check out the hair (laughs) i i had a friend grow or not growing up in my 20s you know we used to go out and drink he told me and uh, um, we're gonna get some backlash on this but he had a point he says the curlier the girl's hair the crazier she is so if a girl has He, and he said the reason why that is is he says because it's all that crazy swirling around their hair and their hair twist out. He tightens up the tightens <laughs> up the hair. Yeah. So always check out somebody's hair. If their hair looks crazy, then stay the fuck away from. Them. Don't vote for him. Don't vote. I'm for trying. Anybody. I'm trying to roll back through the years of earlier girlfriends. <laughs> I'm trying to see if that's if that's the truth right there. Just, just imagine, <laughs> I, I guess because I know every curly haired girl, uh, you know, natural curls, not you know, putting the cute. Yeah. Any cur- I would get some email me at tiffany.troutman at gmail.com if you're pissed off at me. Don't be hollering at John. <laughs> <laughs> no, they can uh that's one thing I like to I like to see more people come with feedback on these episodes. Um I have a You feed- know what? Let's let's talk about that because we should probably uh you know on radio shows they have, you know, people texting and and whatever and commenting. Maybe you can have a comment section on your website. Comment about certain certain episodes. Yeah, and you know what? I can talk to uh, Russell about that or do you know how to plug in something like that on uh on a website. No, no, I, I, I'm still an IT student. I haven't learned all that shit yet. But I can I can talk to Russell or, or actually Jen. Yeah, Jen knows how to do that. Yeah, she can she can put in a, a comment section. That's it. Should be too hard for anybody that's uh, yeah. IT. Okay. Yeah, I don't I don't show up to class, so you know yeah. I'm one of them students. <laughs> well, people can definitely uh, contact me. You know, on on the website johnallenpod.com, there is a comment or uh, a contact. Um, portion in the menu. Just click on that and then uh, you can drop me an email. Let me know what you're thinking. Let me know if you know of any potential guests. You know who I reached out to? I reached out, I don't know if you saw this on the news a couple days ago. There was a nurse in Arizona uh, who 
there were people protesting, saying they wanted things to open up. And she went there dressed in her scrubs and her mask, and she just stood there. She didn't say anything. She wasn't carrying a sign. She just stood there. Stood there to stop them from blocking up the roads. Yes, to the and I don't. I don't yeah, want to say her. That. I don't want to say her name out loud. But uh, but uh, if, if she comes on, then you guys will know who she is. But I reached out to her, and because I thought it was incredibly brave. Yeah, I thought it was fascinating that such a silent protest could result in so much yeah friction in the air because yeah. people were in her face screaming at her and uh, spitting on spitting on them getting out of the car screaming spitting move was, out okay they wanted to go block they blocked the major roads to the hospital they're hurting themselves yeah, i don't understand what is that. wrong with you you know because not only is uh, it's not it's not only coronavirus patients in the hospital yeah you know, your your nana might have had a stroke. Now she can't get there. You know what I mean? You're you're, you're hurting yourself. This is so stupid. I have another guest coming on in a couple of days. Uh, Tuesday morning, I'll be I'll be uh, recording the episode with her, and hopefully, I'll be putting it out the same day. But at the latest, it'll come out on Wednesday. And she uh, is a master at these memes and whatnot. And nice. she, she made, uh, she has a whole series of memes. You guys will know who I'm talking about. A lot of people, because some of these things have gone viral with millions of, of viewers. She, the, yeah. the most recent meme she did, uh, you know, the don't tread on me snake. Yeah. 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 She had, she had, um, it was that flag don't tread on me, but the snake was gone. So there's just a little patch of grass there. Grass, right? The flag yeah. was up on the wall in a hospital room and the snake was laying in a bed with a ventilator. <laughs> shoved down its throat so it was don't tread on me the flag was on the wall of the hospital room but the wow. snake was laying in a bed with a ventilator going and down that its throat a lot. that says a lot that says a lot right there you know i i don't know i'm not a scientist so that means that i kind of have to believe what the scientist and the medical professionals say and the medical professionals say that we should still have a certain amount of social distancing so that people mm -hmm. want to protest that i get it people want to go back to work but why are they just denying the medical aspects of this the science they 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 they, deny, they don't listen to yeah. experts i don't get I don't, that i don't know i don't get that either there's but there's certain types of people that don't want to be told what to do. And I get that. I get it. It's frustrating. It's very, you know, I'm fine, but I get it that a lot of people are being extremely negatively, uh, uh, Infected, affect, affected, yeah. affected by, yeah. by having to quarantine or, or social distance, not being able to work and whatnot. I get it. But the way around that is not to ignore the medical aspects. The mm -hmm. way around that is not to get in the streets and deliberately block entrance ways to hospitals. The way around yeah. that is not to hate on medical professionals nurses yeah. and whatnot it's, it's now it's not the time to do it like i'm one of those people that are severely negatively affected by this yes absolutely you know i, I lost my job and suddenly the hiring processes were halted so what the fuck do I do? And now I'm a student, so I don't get any help. So I'm literally out there digging in trashes. I'm dumpster diving, baby. But I'm listening to the experts. I'm I'm doing it with a purpose. I it, it should give me a purpose. It does give me a purpose to strive for more. To yes. look, to be resourceful, not to hurt other people. I'm not hurting other people. I'm trying to be. 
and that's my own wits. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. That's what it boils down to is everyone is being affected by this in the way, whatever way they're being affected by it. And you should do what you can to make things better so, for yourself, but not at the expense of others. Don't put someone else's health at risk, but just to see them actively and deliberately blocking entrances to hospitals. Yeah, and this isn't I, fake I news. This I, isn't fake news. We've seen it. We see it. There's it's there's video footage of it happening, and yeah. it just it just breaks my heart that those yeah. things are happening in our country. But you know, those are the exact same people that bitched at Capricorn. Uh, Kaepernick, yeah, Kaepernick. That's the name, Kaepernick. They're the one bitching at him, and all he did was sat down on his knee. He wasn't blocking no hospital. He wasn't hurt nobody. Thank you. He was awful for protesting in that way. But they go out and protest, and they literally. <laughs> hurt there's yeah there's some jaw-dropping hypocrisy up in that it is and i i don't understand why they don't don't see it i think it is won't see it they don't want to see it (sighs) wow i know john i know Uh, i I gotta go in a hot minute i gotta go you know i i have to run as well i have to uh go out there and see if uh snoopy has knifed the computer or not Oh Lord! I, I, you know, I never seen that woman bad, but I, I wouldn't want to make her mad, especially not, not in a back alley somewhere or something. I, she, she has a quality about her, and for me, it's extremely attractive. She is so incredibly loyal, um, especially to us in her family. You know, me and in our two kids, mm-hmm. and within that loyalty and within that protectiveness, I've seen her lash out at people who have tried to cross a, a line. Oh. And at the same time as I admire that and I appreciate that and I value that, there is a fascinating harshness that that woman has. If you mm. try to, and I'm, I'm, yes. I'm not trying to paint her as a bad person. Like I said, she's extremely loyal and protective. And protective. when, and if you try, I have some stories I could tell you about things that have happened where people have crossed a line that could have resulted in harm to me or our children. Right. And Snoop has risen up like a like a mother lion. She's she's a Valkyrie. That's what absolutely. they absolutely because I'm the same way. You don't fuck with me or my babies. You do not fuck with me and my babies. Yeah, and I am sweet to them and I'm loyal to them. But if you come and you hurt my kid, I will I will gut you from stem to stern just to watch you twitch, mother. Exactly. <laughs> well, you know, and, and, and Snoop, has, Snoop has Snoop has this incredibly warm and caring side yeah. that I see. I see it too. And then when I see her throw out that protective side when it's mm-hmm. appropriate, when it's needed, and, and it goes and it, and it puts up that wall in front of someone who's trying to come into that zone, it's just, it's it's fascinating to watch. Yeah. She, she, she has a duality. Yeah, you switch it like that, but I think all of us do. Sure, sure. Yeah, I think it's that, you know, uh, I know that's, like I said, that's why I clicked with her. There was something yeah. about I, I see a little bit of me and you and you and me because I will do the same thing. And it's it's I'm sweet and loving to my sure. boyfriend. Like I said, we, we have an open talk of a communication relationship. Me and my son bonded. Love him. You hurt either one of those people. I will fuck your world up. <laughs> there you go. You guys know where you so stand. You know where I'll you stand with right Tiffany there. Troutman. <laughs> do not fuck with my people. I'm <laughs> John, I will cut you too. I will cut you. I'll put a razor in my bra and cut your ass. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there's a there's a duality. There's a, a whole lot of if, people who love hard. Yeah, they are protective and they will fight hard too. Absolutely, and that's my Snoopy fighter. That she's a baby. Ooh, she ain't but yay, she ain't but yay big, but she's tough. <laughs> oh man, 
<laughs> you know, dynamite comes in small packages. There honey. you go. <laughs> well, listen, listen, Tiffany, I absolutely enjoyed this, as I always do. This is what the third time you've been on as a, yeah. as a guest now. Oh, and, our current guest. <laughs> and, we, and we got to talk about uh, some things that. Uh, have taken us a couple steps away from the areas we usually talk about, but I think this yeah. was a great episode. I, I this, had some this fun. is fun. It's always fun, and I'm looking forward to the next time, John. I'm looking forward to the next time. I'm, I'm gonna keep bugging you to come on your show. Oh, you got an open invitation. You won't have to bug too hard. I want you. To, <laughs> I want you to come on. I love these conversations. We have a great time, yeah. man. This is a good thing. All right, girlfriend, take care of yourself. All right, you you have a good one. Give give your love to my family. I Wait. will do that. Give my love to your family. <laughs> yeah, well, your you family. Do that thing. Your family. You're in. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right, girl. Talk to you. All right. Bye. All right. Bye. All right, everybody. Tiffany Troutman. Gosh, I love that woman. So, thank you for tuning into this episode. Bye, everybody. I'm coming home. Oh, I'm coming home. I'm coming home. I'm, yes, I am. Yes, I'm coming home. I'm coming home. Yes, I am, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. Lord, I'm coming home.